Like we had been up, we were in Vegas. I must've been up until six in the morning. It's probably nine. I'm like still drunk. I walk in and she's just sitting in the bathroom pumping and she has a big cooler and I'm looking at her nipples and I'm just like, what in the world is happening? What is happening? Hi, I'm Sarah Kuhn. Welcome to the Juno Women Podcast, where I sit down for candid conversations with women who are experts in their field and share their specific knowledge so that we can become better equipped to handle all things motherhood. Juno Women is an extension of Juna, a fitness and nutrition app created to help guide you through your trying to conceive, pregnancy, and motherhood journey. Everything we do at Juna is designed to empower and support you through one of the most incredible and challenging times of your life. Today, I'm talking to Lisa Myers. Lisa is a mom, attorney, and creator of Series Chill, a breast milk storage solution she created to meet her needs as a working mom. She shares her pregnancy story and how she went about turning her dream into a product that helps moms everywhere. I hope you enjoy. Well, Lisa, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm very excited to be here. I love your podcast and the app is so cool. So this is a real treat. Oh, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and your family? Okay. I am mother of two, geriatric pregnancy for both. So that was fun. Gestational diabetes with my first. So like your podcast touches on all of the fun things for me. My husband and I have been married for nine years. We live on Bainbridge Island, just outside of Seattle, Washington. I am an attorney at an international law firm and the managing partner for our Vancouver, Canada office. But in addition to all of that, I somehow managed to successfully breastfeed my son. I somehow managed to pump and create milk to feed him when I was not there. And as a result of the crazy epic struggles, trying to do all of those things and my just general stubbornness, I invented Series Chill, which is a breast milk storage system that replaces coolers, allows moms to to store different amounts of milk, 12 ounces, 24 ounces, or 34 for up to 12. To live through that hell of encountering the milk that you forgot in your work bag the next day, either crying and getting on with your day or just getting on with your day or just crying, any of those things. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all have. And If you haven't, I feel like it might just be a matter of time because it's just hard. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like I had different milk supplies for all three kids and I like didn't know the struggle. My, with my third baby, I produced like exactly what he needed with my other two. I had oversupply. And so like when, like I didn't cry over spilt milk literally with the first two, because I just had such a plethora of milk. And then with my third baby, I was like, do not spill it. And an oversupply is its own blessing and curse. Everybody wants what they don't have. If you have one thing, the other thing looks much better. And I hear about moms with an oversupply and they have to pump all the time. It can be really uncomfortable. They're leaking all over the place. And so 
when you don't have enough or you're just enough or you're like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I oversupplied? Mm -hmm. And the oversupply is, can we please make this milk machine stop? I just need to live my life. Yes. Yeah. It's that's so true. I remember when I had oversupply, I also had an overactive letdown, which was fun too. And I was telling a friend and she was just like, I would, what I would do. And I'm like, I'm not, look, I'm like, the grass is always greener. Like I, I get it. I cannot imagine the stress of like, not feeling like I could feed my baby. That's a real stress, but it, this is not easy. And I'm like constantly covered in milk. The bait, my baby is like, I had a lactation consultant come over and she, your baby's distressed at the breast. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Thanks. Thank you. So it, to me. Yeah. I was like constantly getting like plugged ducks, like clogged ducks, like the blebs. Like I thankfully went up until my third pregnancy or the third baby without having mastitis, but those are all real. It sucks. Like it all sucks. And breastfeeding is just challenging and we'll get into it. So give me a little bit about your backstory on how like what's the genesis of series chill? So with my daughter, I would say that I failed to breastfeed. I tried really hard. And so many moms, I put a ton of pressure on myself. And because I didn't reach the year mark and I wasn't ever exclusively breastfeeding, I quote failed. And I try to set that aside and be more forgiving of myself every day. And I don't think I ever will be, which is a terrible thing to say. Maybe I will be better than that. But I was much more successful with my son. So my daughter, there was four years difference between the two of them, which ended up being a great spread, but also not planned miscarriage and your body recovers. And then I had Colin and I was determined to make it work. So rather than being on the East coast, I was on the West coast, which I have to say many more women just whipping a boob out at a Christmas party at the park, like much, much higher comfort level, which was just a very different like social experience for me. And also everybody was like very open about, oh, I have a lactation consultant. This is her name. You should speak to her. And I had never thought about that. I was like, I should be able to do this. Like I am a mother, I birthed a baby. Maybe it won't be easy, but I should be capable of it. I have been successful at most things I've tried in my life. Why should I not be successful in this, especially when I want it so badly and it's so important. And so I sucked <laughs> and I was not good at it, but I got the help of a really great lactation consultant with my son. I went back to work after three months. I was someone lucky enough to have a three month maternity leave. So many women aren't. And so I was able to put, um, good practices in place to have a supply and I wasn't supplementing and I went back to work and I was determined to pump and bring all the milk that I needed home, but I was a just enougher. And I got to work the first day back. Everybody says, what was the day you thought of series chill? Like, when did it start? I'm like, oh, I could almost tell you to the minute, like I can go back to the email. <laughs> I was like trying to compose at the time as I stared at my milk bottles on the desk. So yeah, I work with pretty much all men. That's just the area of law that I practice in. And they're all great guys, but they're fellas and they don't want to see my bodily fluids lined up on my desk. And I also rightfully or wrongfully was very mom, what mom? I don't see a mom here. And so I was always trying to keep up this. I'm working hard. I'm not thinking about my kids kind of facade and breast milk sitting on my desk was not helping that. So then I thought, okay, I'll run it down to the communal fridge. That's gross. I had to put it in a little paper bag. I'm like, this isn't going to work. And one of my friends said, you've got to get a cooler. I'm like, 
you know what I don't need? Another bag. (laughs) I really don't need that. And she ended up buying me. It's very funny. She was a labor and employment attorney, a good friend of mine at the firm. And she bought me my cooler because I refused. And I kept looking for this thing I had in my head, this very simple, sleek, discreet thing. And it didn't exist. And so she bought me my cooler. And I thought this is just the most terrible thing that women are being forced to use like 1970s technology for something that is so challenging and something that women care so much about. Society says they care so much about the fact that we can put so much pressure on women and parents to chest feed, breastfeed, pump, deliver milk to their babies and not give them any of the support they need to be successful at it. Get back to work. We have no time for you to be laying about like nursing your child, but by the way, keep them fed and don't give them formula because then you're evil and your baby will not be as smart or healthy. And just let's pray they live, which by (laughs) the way, my daughter was on formula. She is doing great. She's (laughs) just fine. And my son was almost exclusively breastfed, but yeah, so that's how I came up with it. It was, I know a lot of your podcast is about empowering women. And so our North star, I kept thinking like, what is my mission? What is it that I'm trying to do? And so our mission is to empower women to lead incredible lives while achieving their breastfeeding goals. So whatever that goal is, if it's to give some breast milk, just an ounce a day, which is huge and supplement with formula, that's great. If it's just to get through the first few weeks or the first three years, like that's great. Help me to help you do that with whatever tools you need to get through work trips or long days at the office, or we have long haul truckers and like flight attendants and women that are really pulling off some incredible things every day, especially all the healthcare workers during the whole health crisis. Everybody's been, I've heard everybody's been facing the last couple of years. Yeah, it's interesting. I think about what a luxury with my first job when I went back to work, I had, we have a pumping room with like couches and a sink and a refrigerator and a table. And I would go in there and I'd watch a show. I'd work the whole time. I'd relax. Cause honestly, it's funny. Like I used to look at my pumping time as the only time of day that I got to be by myself and relaxing. It was just like, like when I'd go home, I was with a baby or talking to my husband. When I'm at work, I'm at work, but like this 15 minutes, because that was all it took, it was like 15, 20 minutes. I'd go into the pumping room, I'd pump, and I'd be able to put my milk in the fridge. And it was in a fridge that there was no food. It was like exclusively my milk. And that was a real luxury. My second, where I was working at one with my second kid, like I pumped in the bathroom and I had to store my milk in a little cooler and put it in the fridge. And if any of the, because I worked at a company with young guys and I'm like, and if they knew what was in that like little cooler, they would be like, this is gross. This is gross. (laughs) And I get it because before I had, breast milk of my own, I would have been like, that's gross. Get that out of here. <laughs> and I'm a girl. Like I just, right. even other people's breast milk. I'm like, I don't want, I don't think <laughs> mine it's is fine, but First exactly. Yeah. It's yours. But I, I think like I, to, to what you've created, I think like I commuted an hour home and I remember the countless times where if I just forgot to put it in the fridge, like with my, whichever it was, like, I just remember being like, okay, now I'm commuting and now it's been sitting out and doing this backwards math. And just like the, like I'm doing enough mental gymnastics in my life, like how to store and keep my breast milk fresh. is just the mental gymnastics I don't want to do. We're going to take a quick break so I can tell you about the Juna app, the app that makes this podcast possible. 
Juna is the premier app for every stage of motherhood with a 12-week trying to conceive plan and workouts, key nutrition information for every week of pregnancy and postpartum, plus six full video courses on birth prep, breastfeeding, newborn care, infant sleep, sleep from four to 12 months, and starting solids. The app is designed to be your number one companion from trying to conceive through your baby's first year of life. It also includes daily diaphragmatic breathing exercises, pelvic floor prep, daily tips, and notes from me that are relevant to the exact things you are experiencing. These are so helpful for easing any fears and preventing the dreaded gestational Google mania, that sickness where you can't stop Googling every little thing that happens during pregnancy. Juna is available for both iOS and Android. Just search Juna in the App Store or go to Juna.co. Again, that's Juna.co. The app is completely free to try for seven days, and if you decide it's not right for you, you can cancel any time within the first week. No questions asked. Download Juna today and get started. Now, back to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the stress, I think you and I talked about before about how there were so many times I would if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you walk through the door, the baby is either cooing or crying. Husband is maybe cooking dinner for you, pours you a glass of wine. You sit down, nurse the baby, maybe sip the wine. You get engrossed in conversation, but you're exhausted because you weren't really sleeping the night before. You're stressed out by everything you're doing during the day. You like fall into bed after putting the baby down. And then you wake up multiple times at night and you get up, the alarm goes off. You get up, you get ready to go out the door and you're like, okay, get the stuff. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> not only am I screwed because all of the milk is spoiled from yesterday because it sat out overnight, but I'm double screwed for today because who has an, who wants to have an extra ice pack in the freezer on standby? I'm sure there's lots of organized women that do. I was not one of them. Not Again, I didn't even want it to begin with. I'm like, I, I'm not investing in multiple chemical ice packs. That's for sure. So you're double screwed, right? Like it's like a double punch in the stomach. And what's so great, one of the best emails I got when I first started selling Series Chill was a woman stationed at an army base. It was actually Fort Hood down in Texas. And she said it was like a August day. She had left her bag in the car for whatever reason. Things were crazy. She jumped out of the car. She left her bag in the car and she went back the next morning and was just crestfallen, like totally broken. Cause she's, I left my milk in the car in Texas from yesterday. And she grabbed her series chill and, and she said, and I heard the ice in it. And I just about started crying. She's like, oh my God, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I have milk for today. I can put new ice in and it's going to be all right. So yeah, that's everything. Those stories are the best. I guess what I don't, cause I don't think you, so explain exactly what it is. Okay. So it is like a very cool thermos. The whole idea was that it's something cool that you want for the rest of your life, that it happens to help you while you're breastfeeding, but that it is something for your baby and then for you or both of you at the same time. So it is a, it's like a tall Yeti and it has two chambers. So you can, and you can pump directly into the upper cup. So the connector flips over. It's very MacGyver. I wanted it to be cool and I wanted it to be fewer parts than a regular cooler. So a cooler usually has four bottles, four caps, the ice pack and the cooler itself. And you just want to set it all on fire when you mm -hmm. are done breastfeeding. <laughs> so many moms, I'm sure you had the same thing, Sarah, with your commute. Moms see that little black cooler and they're like, oh, 
it's this like moment of sisterhood where it's like the struggle. Yes. Wow. I remember that. I, I see you. I'm, yeah, I see you. And I'm so glad I'm not carrying that anymore. Serious Chill is a super cool bottle. It has two different chambers. You can double pump into it. It has fewer parts in the cooler. And then when you're done breastfeeding, you can use it for tea, ice water. I stay hydrated all day with it. I try to follow like Juno type guidelines, Juno type guidelines, but I'm not always great. And, and I'm just saying you can chill an entire bottle of wine in less than 20 minutes without diluting it. Just saying. Wow. Look yeah, at that. Oh, <laughs> now I'm at my stage of life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Really so. needing to keep that wine cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's very cool. I, I didn't realize that you could do that. Yeah. It's meant to be something that you choose for yourself, that it's an investment and you don't want to throw it away and you keep it for multiple babies or you just keep it for yourself, but that it's something really beautiful that you can look back at that time on your, of your life and be proud of what you did and then own it. It's yours. It's the time to celebrate. Yes. I like it. I like it. Okay. So I'm, I am curious because you are a lawyer by trade. How did, like, how did you go about creating, like creating something like this and having had no experience in creating products? Yeah, it was super messy. And I think we have this, what is the, you probably know the term better than I do, but it's the survivor. It's the, the survivor myth or whatever, where it's all of us think that when we see people at a, at appearance of a pleasant or successful stage mm -hmm. in their life, that it must be easy or it must be <laughs> joyful. All of it is <laughs> lovely. And it was, I have to say, there were really dark times. I was, again, it's mostly because I'm so darn stubborn, but it was rough on my marriage. It was rough on my family. And I think the thing that happens to a lot of women, and that's why we're only now seeing a rise in what people call femtechware and software apps like yours that help women to live full lives and achieve goals related to their bodies or fertility or whatever it is. It's about women for women. We're only seeing such a huge rise in it now because there's a lot of judgment. I think that's special for women when they try to do something like this. So I remember someone in my family, I think intentionally saying that I was not prioritizing my family's like it was it that that I needed to be a mother and a wife and I was letting it all fall apart and for what like for what and that was really hard yeah. and financially like the things you have to do to bring a product to market you have to put a lot at risk I was never willing to put our house at risk but I was lucky enough to have my own income and I think that if I was a woman that was staying at home or was making significantly less. And I had to quote, ask my husband for the money. Not that my husband isn't supportive, but it would have been such a different dynamic. And I think the risk that I would have been willing to take or the understanding I had of the finances would have been so different that it's quite possible series shell would never exist, or maybe somebody else would have had the same idea or something similar. It was a pretty rocky road. But I was, I think the only reason why I was successful is because I was determined because there was a real need and I was inspired by the women that I saw that I knew I could help. And I used, I will say it in the best possible way, 
used all the talent around me. I had no idea. I'm a bit of a lone wolf. I think that I never really had like a real pack of girls around me. I was never very good at connecting with other women that way. And so I've always relied on myself. And when I wanted to pull this off and I started engaging with people about it and telling them my idea, and you probably had a similar experience because of this success that you've seen, but they became really enrolled and engaged. And they were like, oh, you're going to need a website. Like I could help you with the website or wow, I see where that design is maybe messed up or I know a manufacturer, like maybe we could talk to them. And even my male colleagues who were in the IP department, they were the ones I wrote my own provisional patent, which a lot of people can do. And I'm not saying don't get legal advice as a lawyer, I'm definitely not, I'm not giving anyone legal advice on this podcast, but I wrote my own provisional patent and you can file it for under 250 bucks. And the trademark, the United States trademark and patent office is like one of the coolest divisions of the government ever. It is totally worth taking a look at their website. If anyone is inspired to do something like this, it's something that you can do. And drawing on all the talent around you makes it such a more rewarding experience that I never saw coming and a success. I would not be even close to where I am today without at different points, leaning on my husband and finding these friends. So many of the men, but I was lucky when I could find women as well that could move this forward and make it real. How long have you been in market? So we so I, I did an Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign. Okay. June of 2019. Oh, me too. No, oh. but that's when we launched, but go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, then you feel that timing acutely as well uh-huh. because so we launched with the concept then. I exceeded my goal, but wasn't like setting the world on fire. So we raised 27,000, which is small by Indiegogo standards, but it's really hard parenting products because- the time frame is so critical. It's not like a sleeping bag where you're like, oh, if I don't get it by the date when they say, I'll just use it for the next season. This is, I plan to breastfeed for six months. Oh, wait, I don't know if I can even make it to four. You promised it in October. I'm going to be done in November. Like what is going on? So I was able to deliver on the product. The first articles, I will tell you, Sarah, failed. Like they were the most beautiful failures in the entire world. They were so pretty and they sucked so bad. And they only kept stuff cold for six hours. And the engineers are like, you'll just modify what you tell your customers. I'm like, are you kidding me? You don't understand six hours. Doesn't that is so I also had so much mansplaining happen to me with engineers who were like, you said you want it to be smaller. And so we're trying to accommodate that. And we're just really curious because you keep talking about how you need at least 12 ounces of storage. And we looked it up and a baby only consumes like three to five ounces. And I'm like, you deep breath. And then <laughs> I don't care what a baby drinks when I'm at work. I care about all the milk I have to get out to be able to think straight and feed that small child the next day. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my those God. Those are the things. Yeah. It was a challenge. But yeah. So then we were able to deliver for everyone. January of 2020, I started selling on my own website, January of 2020. And then we started selling on Amazon last year. Yeah. The end of 2020, but all of it happened during COVID. eh? So 
it was a scary and interesting time, but the benefit is I have no idea what it's like to not do business during Mm -hmm. COVID. So many companies had to lay people off or readjust strategy. All I knew was COVID and yeah, but we've been able to help. We have a discount special, which I think I would have always done, but it seemed even more critical and relevant during COVID. We have a 20% discount that I send to any frontline worker, military, and it's been doctors and nurses have really been a huge part of communicating the benefits of the chiller and, and reaching out within their networks. And so that's been a really big deal. Let's be honest. One of the hardest and most unexpected things about postpartum was feeding myself nutritious foods. Between trying to figure out my baby's sleep and feeding schedule, trying to keep the house in working order, trying to keep myself bathed and functioning, there was very little extra time to go grocery shopping or to do meal planning and go cook for myself and the family. Enter Home Chef. They have simple and delicious meals for every day of the week. You can choose between the oven-ready meals, which I highly recommend, especially in the early postpartum period, to ready in 15 minutes. The meals are healthy, easy to make, and make the cleanup process easy peasy lemon squeezy. Use the coupon code JUNA115 to get $35 off your first box, $30 off the second box, $25 off the third and fourth boxes. Trust me, this will make your life 1 million times easier when you don't have to think about feeding yourself and your family. Once again, go to homechef.com, pick your meals, and use the coupon code JUNA115 to get $115 off your first four boxes. Enjoy! Yeah, no, that's awesome. it's interesting because I your customer obviously you have a lot of customers, different types of customers, but I think about is one is a mom who's at work, so an office worker, and that woman's not at work right now, and so the, I think the you'll see much more growth as people, women, are returning to work and need to store their milk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm. Right. And I had never been willing to accept that. Like, I just don't make excuses. I just refuse. I'm like, no, COVID is not a thing. This is, I just need to make this work and reach as many women and help as many women as possible. And it wasn't until my friend who'd helped me with the website, she said, Lisa, just for a second, think if it were you during COVID and you were nursing Colin and you're doing your Zoom meetings and everything else, but you didn't have to travel away from home so much. You weren't mm-hmm. on the boat every day commuting. Would you have felt that same pinch and, and actually created this? And that was the very first time, which sounds so naive and stupid, mm-hmm. Sarah, but that was the first time I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I invented it. I am like the angry woman that was like shaking her fist at the world saying no more. Like <laughs> we won't take it anymore. And I wouldn't have I like problem. Yeah. It other problems for sure. So many many other problems, but the actual, like you're just walking, you're not nursing because you're home, like you're nursing. Cause I mean, my baby, I was home with him was more of a boob kid than any of the other ones. Cause like he was getting the boob during the day. It was easier. So which, yeah, it's just, it's interesting, but I think it's, I think it's great that there's this solution. And now as women return to work, now they'll have a real like something that's not such a pain in the ass. And so many women use it on their nightstand for especially women who are exclusively pumping. We'll put it on their nightstand and like the lid converts into a baby bottle. So women who exclusively pump, first of all, heroes, like all of them. I don't know how they can keep going and continue to generate that energy and commitment. So they're amazing. But 
getting up in the middle of the night and like having to like refrigerate and get the bottle and the whole mm-hmm. thing has been a huge help to them. Yeah. And then I have to say, I think series chill has gone to more bachelorette weekends and weddings than like anything else, because so many women who now can travel and they have a girl's weekend, they want to have fun. They want to have something discreet, not because they're friends. I say discreet and some women get their hackles up. They're like, how dare you? You should not be telling women that they shouldn't be proud. I'm like, no, I think they should be proud. I love it. I want this to be a thing where people ask and they're like, oh, this is my breast milk. That's how cool I am. This is how it looks. But it's not always the conversation that you want to have or the foot you want to lead with. Sometimes you're having a conversation about something else entirely and you'd rather not have like your breast milk and the fact you're actively lactating on display. Maybe you're talking about something else entirely. Yeah, but bachelorette parties, I love how many times somebody has been like, how quickly can you send it? I'm going to Nashville for a bachelorette party in two days and I need it now. (laughs) I will never, I will literally never forget walking in at my bachelorette party, walking into the bathroom and my best friend from college, who was the only one who'd had a baby at this point, is sitting in the, and I am so hungover. Like we had been up, we were in Vegas. I must've been up until six in the morning. It's probably nine. I'm like still drunk. I walk in and she's just sitting in the bathroom pumping and she has a big cooler and I'm looking at her nipples and I'm just like, what in the world is happening. What is happening? I don't, I, I had never seen a pump. I'd never heard of a pump. The idea of extracting milk from your body on a trip. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, it makes sense. But if you're not in that, you're just like, so I don't blame, like, she's like, I'm pumping. And I was like, okay. And I love this story. I love this story. And I really wish your listeners could see your facial expressions to go with the story. The gift of Zoom right now is such a beautiful thing because your eyes got so big and you're like her nipples and there's milk coming. It was, I like, I was just all of the, the pump, the pumping is an incredible, you're just like, oh, I think about how archaic it was with that. Like you're just hand expressing. Can you imagine hand expressing as I guess like times were different when like women weren't really hand expressing when they were off to work <laughs> 770 years ago. <laughs> anyway, but I would love to hear what are some like, let's, cause I want, I like to give our listeners some like actionable advice and tips. So for you as someone who went to work, like what are some like go-to tips that you have for pumping at work? Okay. So I think the first would be having spare parts, having like spare hoses, anything that's cheap. I, some women are lucky and they have two pumps and they have a pump at work and they have a pump in their bag and they maybe have a pump at home. So if you could get an extra pump from a friend, because Lord knows insurance is not covering any of those luxuries, then that's a great thing. Having an extra pump is fantastic. Having extra parts or even a hand pump for some sort of crisis, like when my daughter was playing with the hoses and I saw her playing with them, but it was like this moment where I was like nursing my son and I saw her playing with them. And I thought, I should not allow that. And I thought (laughs) she's happy and I'm over here happy. So future Lisa will deal with this problem. (laughs) (laughs) Future Lisa at 8.30 in the morning in the office, unpacking things is like, damn it, you know better. (laughs) I know where the hoses are. They're wrapped around some doll's neck at my house. (laughs) Yeah. Like a necklace. (laughs) So then I went to all of the people I could identify who may have 
parts in their office. They did not have the parts that I needed. Breast pumps are very personal things. So I couldn't be like, I will take your Spectra since you don't have my Medela hoses. <laughs> so then I'm lucky enough to be in Seattle, the miracle of same day delivery. And so I went on to Amazon. I found I could get the hoses, but it was like, you had to have a minimum order of $25 to get it delivered. And again, I'm lucky I can afford this nonsense. Like, what was I going to do? Just let my boobs get bigger and bigger and more painful over the course of the day and not have any milk for the next day. That really wasn't an option. And I sure as heck couldn't go home. So Mm -hmm. here I am. So I order the hoses, which are probably like six bucks, like to have them in your office when you need them, six bucks. That's like golden. And I'm like, great. What else do I get? What else do I need right now? And I'm like, oh, spiked seltzer. I need those. I'm like, (laughs) that is the perfect amount. So I buy myself some spiked seltzer and supposes, and I'm like, I am doing a little self-care today. (laughs) My stress. (laughs) So yeah, I would say spare parts. That would be at the top of the list. Then this might be controversial, but it is my best advice to not get invested in exclusively breastfeeding for X amount of time to give yourself the flexibility to do your very best and know that you are a good mom and your child is going to be okay. So my son had a tongue that was hell, but we had a revision that was amazing. And that's a whole other story. But I also had the benefit of lactation consultant who told me, Sarah, especially when she saw I was in so much pain and saw how much I wanted to do it, but also knew my struggle before. She said, Listen, Lisa we are going to make this work for you. It's not just about him. This is about you and your body. This will work for you or we will figure out something else. But like, she never told me I had to be awesome at it and I had to be 100% successful. What she did tell me was, if you can give him one ounce each day, that is giving him so much. I always like almost tear up when I talk about this because I had never looked at it that way. And I had never thought about myself in the equation. I thought about what I needed to do. I thought about how selfish it would be to not be successful and to care about my, how much I was hurting or how tired I was, or even like your, how much you can produce, like all of those obsessions. So it had never occurred to me that would be okay. And when she told me that, I thought, wow. I can do that an Mm -hmm. ounce a day. I've seen that I can produce an ounce a day. Like I could totally do that. I ended up breastfeeding Colin. I mean, that little stinker, he really benefited from COVID because I'm like, who quits breastfeeding in the middle of a pandemic? I must continue to feed you. That little guy was just over two. And I was never one of these cool, open-minded granola moms that are like, my child will like crawl up to me and in full sentences, ask to nurse at my breast (laughs) and get sustenance. Like I just never thought I would do that, but I did. I just, it was comforting for him. It was healthy. I thought, okay, we don't know what's going on in the world, but I know this is antibodies and nutrition. So we kept going and I was able to do that because when I would take a long work trip and I had to dump all my milk because I didn't have serious chill he got formula at home and he, it would, it was mixed with my breast milk or not, but I never was like angry at myself for not having a big stash or like, why didn't you care enough to like have enough that if you had to dump, it would be okay. I always just did enough. And some days it was not enough, but I got to over two years because I gave myself permission to do the best I could. And I think that's one of 
One of the most important things you could mention, I think it's the, like some is better than none and giving yourself this out is, will actually make you more flexible. And it turns out you had a two year breastfeeding journey with your kid that wasn't exclusively breastfeeding, but look at this, all these benefits he got. And so I just want to, I'm just curious. Yes, you gave yourself permission, but I'm sure it was not as simple as that. Like, I think like for women listening that like may be struggling with this, like the idea of even giving their kid any formula, tell me what you did to be okay with that. Ha, I wish I had a really awesome answer. I do remember sometimes you can only see how bad things are when you see it reflected in someone else. So I was in labor with my daughter for 53 hours. Oh, Jesus. I got an epidural at 48. And oh, by the way, it was an emergency C-section. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Talk about a fail. And I remember looking at my husband, I, because we're all able to continue the race, like you truly do lose track of what that was. I only know how bad it was because I remember looking up at my husband, like having contractions being bent over, like really bearing down as they say, and looking up at my husband and he is an army ranger. Like he's been deployed to Iraq and like tears streaming down his face, like trying to support me, but being like, oh my God, it's terrible. And so it's only by like thinking of those moments. And when I was breastfeeding Colin, I look back now and I'm like, Oh yeah, I did that. I aced that. That was so great. Before we got his tongue tie, the only way he could nurse was by biting down on my boob, make a sandwich of it, force it in his mouth. And then he would grip it with his gums and pull. Right. And my lactation consultant was like that toe curling pain that I see you're in. Is that every time the whole time I'm like, Oh yeah. And I'd be like, breathe into the pain, let the milk flow. And my husband kept saying to me, why are you doing this? This is insane. Please stop. Tegan's fine. Our daughter is fine. She had formula. Stop. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. I like would almost scream it. Like I was so like furiously, ferociously, like white knuckled committed to it. But I do remember going into the pediatrician's office with my son. They ask you like, how is your baby being fed? And I'm like, oh, exclusively breastfed. And I'm like proud of that. But there's like the sadness because I think even more so being successful with my son and having quote failed with my daughter, I was so angry at myself because I'm like, if I would have gotten the help that I needed, I could have been there for her. Like I could have given her that and I did it. And I, I should have done this better. I should have done it differently. And so I'm standing there talking to the pediatrician, who's this awesome woman, Dr. Molly, and she's looking at me and I'm like welling up with tears and she's like, what's wrong? What's bothering you? And I said, I am exclusively breastfeeding Colin, but I didn't breastfeed TM for longer than six months. And I, I supplemented the whole time. And she like comes at me and she looks over at Tegan, who's like reading a book to herself at three, like playing with stacking things, blocks. And she looks back at me and she was like, yeah, I'm her doctor. And I'm going to tell you she's okay. She's doing just fine. And she's, and I will tell you that my mom only breastfed me for six weeks because that was just her rule. She did it for all of my brothers and sisters. And she's, and look at me. She's, I'm a whole person. I have relationships and a medical practice. I am also doing okay. So I think having the key is that the answer was not within myself at all. I am a perfectionist. I know the rule is six months exclusively breastfed. That is the rule. That is not a goal. That is the rule. And then <laughs> recommended one year, right? Like that, those are the benchmarks and do it or don't do it. Like succeed or fail. So that is who I am. 
and I still deal with that in all aspects of my life. <laughs> it was surrounding myself, like being in an atmosphere of other people who are like, that's craziness. You will do the best you can and it will be so great because I think when we, and this is like the silly, cheesy thing, you put the oxygen on yourself before you put it on somebody else. Cause if you don't make it, then nobody makes it. It is. It's if you can't have a little bit of grace with yourself over something that is so important, so fundamental, but attached to everything you're trying to do all day, like your physical well-being, your mental well-being, everything you're trying to do at work and everything you're trying to do for your child. If you don't give yourself space there, then I think it all falls apart. It's just too much, right? It's mm -hmm. too much. And yeah. when you're staring at six months or a year, it's freaking overwhelming. That is too much. Mm -hmm. If you take it day by day, ounce by ounce, and you don't scream at yourself for only having five ounces in the morning pump, and you should have been pumping all night, or you should have more of a stash, then who knows? The next day might be better. And I swear I will stop talking at some point, but I think what you said about your first experience when you were pumping and how you said that was your time and it only took you 15 minutes and you would watch a show, that is such a great attitude. I bet you it only took you 15 minutes because you went in there, you relaxed, you thought about your kid or you didn't think about your kid. You thought about your awesome show. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like peaceful, mm -hmm. beautiful and yours and you could get it out. The women who are like, how much time do I need to pump? And I'm, and I'm like, like, the answer is, how much stress are you under? Like, yeah. how hard is it for you to pump? Because the harder it is, the worse the conditions, the more like agitated you are, the longer it's going to be, which is the opposite of what you need, right? Yeah. yeah. And by the way, it's interesting because like I remember when I would be pumping with my last baby when he and he was home, but like when I pumped at home and he I, this is again, I was uh, just enough with him. I was more stressed pumping because I was constantly being like, I used to get so many more ounces, like so many more ounces. Is this going to be enough ounces? What if you didn't? And that stress like is, it is like really does impact the amount that you're producing. And I had to constantly be like, it's fine. Like if anything, like you can just go feed him. You don't need yeah. to come. Like I don't right. need to perform for the pump. Like you can go feed him. Like, this is okay. Like you need, and that was like my mental math that I was trying to construe in my head. <laughs> this is how you do it. But yeah. Yeah. And staring at how much milk you're producing, there's like the hack with like, you put the baby sock over the yeah. bottle. So you're not staring at it, which I think is a great thing. And a lot of moms are like, series chill is metal. Like I can't see everything as it goes into the inner chamber. And I felt, I always feel like saying, yes, that's my gift to you. That's the point <laughs> <laughs> that was on purpose. <laughs> Yes, it is the benefit of the whole system. Yeah. So it has ounce markers on the outside so you can feel it, but it, you can't watch every drop. No, I love that. That's perfect. So my last question for you is for people listening that are like, okay, I like, I want to get this series chill, but what the each, like how many, let's say I, I travel, I'm going to be away from my baby. I also go to work every day. What is like the right system? Like how many bottles do I need and how can I use it? So one amazing doctor mom flew all over the Middle East and hauled back 200 ounces of milk with six chillers, I think, five chillers, 
there's, I know as such a annoying lawyer answer of just the worst. It depends, Sarah, it depends. <laughs> it, most moms get one because that 24 ounces. So it's nice because it can be flexible. You could do it the 12 ounce method, which is a bit easier or with an extra step, you can get 24 ounces and you can decide that on the fly. You don't have to have it all figured out in the morning. So 24 ounces can get most doctors and nurses who are on like 12 hour or 24 hour shifts through a shift, through a day, which they're my standard. I'm like, heck, if these women can survive, like, I think it would work for anyone. Some women get two because we didn't even get into it, but like crazy breast milk storage myths out there. There's this crazy rule in Mm -hmm. protocol eight that recommends you chill breast milk before adding it to warm. It's not based on any studies or science. I'm like, what I get turned over too. Oh, it did. And then it didn't. Oh, okay. All right. So the AAP revised it and then they didn't retract it. Lots of like moms who just love rules, not moms, but people who Mm -hmm. love rules were out there crowing. Like they retracted it. They've retracted it. I'm like, no, actually they just took a neutral position where they were like, okay, everyone's confused because the CDC is still saying the old stuff. We were saying new stuff. It's just not there. It's just not there anymore. They don't recommend one way or the other. So anyway, some moms will get two because you can use one as a bottle warmer, a baby bottle warmer by putting hot water in it because it's really an awesome performing thermos. Um, So you can have one that's a bottle warmer and warm like up to five bottles, depending on the temperature, about five bottles over the course of the day, and then have your other with your chilled formula or breast milk in it. Either one works for both. It's not just for breast milk. The world does not have to be about breast milk all the time. So yeah. So most moms, I would say get one, some moms get two and some crazy globetrotters who are hauling back hundreds of ounces of milk get more. Got it. Okay. I went away to a wedding and ended up tossing, like I pumped and dumped the entire weekend because I was, this is when I had enough and I was just like, it is what it is. But I, because I was just like, I, how am I going to get this back? And I don't know what the FDA rules are at, not FDA is what is it? TSA? TSA. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm like, FTA, the T- I don't know what the TSA rules are. Are they going to let me bring all these ounces? And they, by the way, anyone listening, they will. If it's breast milk, they will let you take it through. But I just didn't know. I didn't, and I, but I just tossed three days worth of milk. So this would have been useful to have just been able to throw it in my carry-on. I did that all the time. I threw out hundreds of ounces and I was just an offer. It was, I just had to be okay with occasionally supplementing with formula because I would go into those beautiful mama va pods, the nice pumping spaces that they're now required to have in airports and that. And I would go in and have this beautiful environment to pump my milk. And I would have no way to safely haul it back home. So I would walk out of my, in my studio and pour it in the garbage, which I'm sure I should have been putting it down a drain, but there were no drains up, pour it in the garbage and just keep on going because there was no way. And the thing about TSA is you're absolutely right. They need to let you through. There's no limit as far as I know on how much you can take. They often will ask mom, moms, where's your baby? Which by the way, the answer is I'm hauling breast milk because I don't have the baby. When I have the baby, they suck it right out of me. This is for when I go to the baby. Oh my God. Uh, that, that question gets asked so often, which is so crazy and so naive. But if you go through with a cooler, the thing to know is you have to have that freeze pack totally frozen or they can make you throw it away because 
clearly it could be a bomb. That's like the rationale. The sneaky um, moms at the breast know. milk. <laughs> I know. But with Series Chill, what I loved and why I designed it is you can toss out the ice and you let them run the test strip over top in your presence. They're required to clean their hands before they do anything. It's all sanitary. Nothing touches your breast milk. They run the test strip over your Series Chill breast milk. And then you walk straight through to a Starbucks or a yes, fountain soda machine, whatever, a bar, whatever, and put your ice back in and you're back in business for 20 hours. So that was a big part of it is that TSA, I was like, I'm going to get something that works better than this nonsense. Yes. No, I love it. Lisa, this has been so fun. I love talking breast milk and pumping all that. And it's fun because it's like, obviously you and I are past pumping and breast milk, but it's fun to relive it too. <laughs> <laughs> If I say so, Sarah. <laughs> I was like uh, thinking about, I'm like, what will Sarah and I talk about? I'm like having like slashes of all the horrible places that I pumped, like pumping in like banquet rooms into banquet glasses, like after a deposition was done, just, and like the, the glasses just sitting on the table and I'm like, great. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. If I were to, I would love to to remember all of the disgusting places that I've either nursed or pumped and just, uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Okay. We could, we'll have a whole other chat one day, Sarah, a whole nother episode. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be great. I don't don't recommend. Tell everyone where they can find you. Okay. Website is serieschill.com and series like the goddess of the harvest and maternal relationship. So C is in cat E R E S and then chill be cool. Serieschill.com. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. This was so great. Okay, that's all for today. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a mama friend and leave us a review. If you're pregnant, postpartum, or trying to conceive, you can download the Juna app completely free for seven days. The app is available for iOS and Android and is designed to be your guide for all things health and fitness for this very special time of your life. If you have any suggestions for episodes you would like to hear or anyone you think would be a great guest on the show, please email me directly at sarah at juna.co. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.